Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So we're back with our second episode, and today we're going to be talking all about the decision-making process of whether or not we wanted to go through with this pregnancy, and this is definitely a bit of a sensitive topic, so I'm just going to warn you guys, we're definitely going to talk about abortion. Very fitting for International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day, V. Oh yes, happy International (laughs) Women's Day. (laughs) It's an important topic, and it's an important thing to discuss, so I just wanted to warn you guys so you know what you're getting into but the first thing just off the top whenever I do talk about things like this which I have discussed before on my YouTube people do ask me like how I feel about my future child knowing that there was a decision-making process that had to take place and that he wasn't planned and I feel like as he grows older it would be important for me to instill in him the fact that this is a really big decision. It's not something that should be taken lightly and it's something that requires a lot of time and energy. So I don't I don't think it's embarrassing. I don't think that it's anything to feel shame about. And it's also just like weird to think about like kids making fun of other kids on the playground for me. Like you were unplanned. Like I was a planned baby. Like I don't know. Like that's, yeah, that's just a, that's a weird flex for sure. <laughs> Super weird flex. So I don't know. I think that a lot of that just has to do with the social stigma around just choice in general and mm-hmm. I want to be able to talk about it and I think that people should have space to talk about it and hear other people's experiences because it really does help so this is going to be our story are you yeah, ready? I am ready <laughs> it, is, it is a huge huge decision to make and having like your own choice is really important so we found out when I was seven weeks pregnant so obviously that's quite late for a period and I definitely did notice that my period was late but to be fair my period is quite irregular so normally it's like four to six weeks and in the past I've definitely had scares before so at this point I am like okay my period is late but like it's fine it's normal but seven weeks is a bit late like six I'm like okay we're at the cusp it's probably coming but seven is like yeah no something something's up so seven basically weeks and feeling like a little bit nauseous yeah okay so I was I was feeling nauseous so I've definitely been asked before like if I did feel any signs or if it just kind of came out of nowhere but I did feel nauseous but at that time I was taking like different supplements and like vitamins and things like that that I had newly just integrated into my routine I just assumed that the nausea because Like, I was told that it could cause nausea, some of the pills, that I was like, oh, like, it's probably just related to that. So I cut those out. There just wasn't enough time for me to be like, okay, like, that wasn't it. It's something else. And also, at that time, we went to New York for my birthday. We, I think we were just so caught up in, like, traveling and eating all this food. And, you know, you're probably just jet lagged and... We were actually drinking for my birthday. We weren't like heavy binge drinking. No, it was but just like maybe like a beer or two. Yeah, it was like a beer. Like it was like, yeah, like cocktails. Like, but I wasn't like binge drinking by any means. And I mean, there are also people that do when they don't know that they're pregnant and 
everything turns out okay but that definitely was also a concern when we did find out that we were actually pregnant mm -hmm. anyways so i think the biggest concern for me was when we ate oysters and i was like really concerned about like <laughs> like what like raw raw seafood would do but if it doesn't make you feel sick it's usually not an actual yeah. issue for the baby basically we were in new york and i was like kind of drinking so i was like okay like i'm a little bit nauseous probably just hungover it's fine and i think just because so much was happening i didn't really tune into my body the way that I would have if I was just at home um, with not a whole lot of stuff going on. And so basically the day that we came back to Vancouver from New York, I woke up that morning in New York, we were like getting ready for a flight and I was so nauseous. Like this was nausea that I like couldn't ignore. I felt awful if I stood up, if I drank water, if I laid down, if I closed my eyes, like it didn't matter what I was doing. I was so, so, so nauseous. But there was no vomiting though. There right? was no vomiting. I didn't actually throughout like my whole kind of first trimester, I really only vomited maybe like three or four times. And all those times were actually related to me brushing my teeth and so it's not it like a, it's not like a hollywood pregnancy where no. they like directly go into the toilet and then they know that they're pregnant that's what you learn very early on about being pregnant is that hollywood is a lie so much of what they tell you about pregnancy is inaccurate and it's just it's a lot of it is based off of fear or also just mm -hmm. yeah the fact that like your water breaks and it's like this huge like that's it's usually not that dramatic of a yeah. thing i mean some women do really get so nauseous that they're constantly puking like thankfully that wasn't me it was just nausea where I, I didn't feel the need to throw up and I, I don't think that if I had thrown up that it would have gone away mm -hmm. which is usually you know like when you're hungover and you feel nauseous that's usually what you do because you're like hey if you just throw up just stick your finger down your throat like it's gonna be okay you're gonna feel better afterwards I don't think it was that type of nausea so basically we came back to Vancouver that day, Dan's mom actually picked us up from the airport and Dan was like, yeah, just like don't really talk to her because she's not feeling well. She's feeling very nauseous. And his mom's like whole face lit up. She was like so excited because she was like, oh my God, I think she's pregnant. And I'm, I'm just in the back seat, like, God, fuck my life. This sucks. <laughs> she, I mean, she called it. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is that I knew too, like, like we joked about it while we were in New York and we joked about it because my period was so late that I was like, I don't know. I think I might be pregnant guys, but I just said that and it's not like I really actually understood what that meant or like the reality of it and so basically we go home um, oh actually on our way home we picked up a pregnancy test so we go home and immediately I'm like okay drop everything let's do this thing and so Dan was with me the whole entire time usually when you take a pregnancy test like you have to set your timer for like three minutes because it takes a little while to actually show up like the cross on the pregnancy test i was getting ready i had the phone out. yeah i was like okay be like set your alarm and i was like sitting on the toilet i started peeing on it and just like instantly this cross hit and it was like you're so pregnant <laughs> and i was not expecting that at all because all the pregnancy tests that i've taken in the past like you do you have to set your alarm they say don't look at it because it might like I don't know, make you super nervous. So just flip, like pee on it, flip it, don't look at it, wait three minutes and check. But this was instant. And I was like, be just, just stop. You My don't need to set the alarm. just sitting there trying to set, okay, 30, 30 <laughs> seconds or 60 seconds. Yeah, I was like, no, it's, don't He's worry. Like, we no, don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah. I'm immediately pregnant. We bought the test that had like two different kinds. So it was the one that shows you a cross and then the other one is digital. Technology is crazy these days. Insane. And so the Tells other one you shows like, you... It says pregnant or not pregnant, like it actually shows up on the screen and it says how many weeks. And it's important to read 
the directions on these things because I peed on that one afterwards because I was like, we got to make sure. And I also wanted to know how like far along I was. On the stick, it said pregnant three plus weeks. And so automatically I assumed, oh, I'm three weeks pregnant or three plus mm-hmm. weeks pregnant. But then I actually read it later and it's actually three plus weeks from when your last period should have been. So that means that I was seven weeks or seven weeks plus along. So yeah, make sure you read <laughs> the instructions because those are two very big differences being like three weeks pregnant or seven weeks pregnant. Yeah, luckily you knew when your last period was is because you posted on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Thank God I posted. Because yeah. normally you don't really track it. I, I don't track it and I never share when, I, like, I, when I'm on my period on, with Instagram, but I was really feeling myself that last period. and It was a cute photo. It was a cute photo, yeah. So like thankfully I was like, today was the first day of my period and I feel great. And like that was the day of my last period. And <laughs> What are the chances? I know. So I feel like there's so many signs that just like point towards all of this happening and that. Yeah. Okay. But the, <laughs> you're you're making it seem like it was like a dreamy, beautiful journey, and it was it was it, rough. It had its it had its moments. I mean, like the second that we found out, like I mean, we're laughing about this now, but mm-hmm. in that moment, I just went completely numb. Like I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I was just so shocked. And that's the thing is that like, you can joke about it beforehand. Like, you know, like we weren't being that safe when we were having sex either. And like, yeah, like all these things are possibilities, but then when it actually hits you and it's real, it feels so different, so, so different. And for Dayon, like, I mean, you can talk about your instant reaction to it and what you were experiencing. Yeah, for me, I was, I was really excited. And I was like, a part of me was like, my guys can swim. (laughs) But no, I was, I was really, I was really excited and I felt like I needed I needed to let you know how I felt about it, but then also give you your space to to make the decision that is right for you because it is a huge huge decision for for both of us. Ultimately, it would change our lives completely. Um, so yeah, I needed I needed you to know like what you wanted so that there wouldn't be any resentment or just like any regret. But you were happy. You were but so. But ultimately, happy. I was very happy. This yeah. was something that I wanted, and I was like, I'm happy that it's with you and that we're in this position of life and. I think I think it works. Like I was I was really happy. I was so excited. So I just had to let you know that and then yeah. go from there. For you it felt like there was I feel like it like cuz it happened so quickly like mm-hmm. the second that like my pee hit the stick and we knew like you were so happy and you like couldn't hide it and I just started crying. Like I was just so which is very i feel like it was very understandable yeah like i think like yeah you went from like being excited and really happy to being like oh b (laughs) very quickly because yeah i just i couldn't really express i couldn't talk about it at that period of time like i just was so in my head and i i honestly wasn't even really thinking i was just yeah like i don't know how else to describe it besides being really numb and it was just so overwhelming we had traveled all day it was by now i think like 8 p.m and so i was really tired so i basically was just like okay like i just want to go to sleep and we'll talk about this tomorrow and yeah i just i cried myself to sleep and it wasn't because i was sad or because I just, I didn't know what to feel. And I think that scared me a lot because I, it's so rare that I'm in that type of position. Like mm-hmm. I've never really felt that way before. And so the next morning I woke up and I, I don't know if I would say that I felt better, but I wasn't crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, like I just, like I knew that I needed to give myself time and space. And so I was like, hey, I want to take a bath. So I was in the bath and Dan was like sitting in the bathroom with me and we were kind of just, 
talking about it and I was like, okay, well, I mean, if we do decide that we want to go through with this, we would have to move because our apartment was a one bedroom. I mean, if you guys have seen the apartment tour, it was, YouTube, it, it was already cramped for us. It was, yeah, it was, we were, we were running out of closet. space. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well then we would have to move. So then we just for shits and giggles decided to look up two bedroom apartments in Vancouver. And we ended up looking at three different places that day and we weren't doing anything that day. So I was like, yeah, this will be nice. I like kind of take my mind off of it, do something else. And I was just so in a haze. And so mm-hmm. I was like, let's go look at apartments. This will be fun. The first one was God awful. It was horrible. It was awful. Horrible. And they're all so expensive because it's Vancouver. And the second one is the one that we were currently living in now. So it was the perfect one. And literally, then literally like a dream. And we walked yeah. in we're like, this is perfect. To be like, fair, the most this. expensive one. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't an easy choice to make to, decide to move in here and then the third one was just like one of those really new like vancouver apartments but also really small has a pillar in it which dayon hates <laughs> that's like every new vancouver building has like has the a pillar. white pillar yeah but basically like i mean the only reason why i'm talking about this now is because i i really flip-flopped during this period of time of like okay let's entertain having the child and then let's entertain not having it and like what do those two realities look like what are we really dealing with here and what was really interesting was that when we looked at our apartment and like the one that we have now our dream apartment surprisingly i thought that i would see it and then feel like okay like i want to move in here i want to start a family here but weirdly enough my initial feeling was oh my god, it's a two-bedroom apartment. The second one could be my office. And if anything, it kind of made me want to continue my life not having a child. Yeah, yeah. like the way that it already is. It was very interesting. I wasn't expecting that at all. And I was like, is this this a sign of like me being selfish and like wanting all of these other things in my life that I felt that I didn't have yet. And so therefore I wasn't ready to kind of give up my life as it is. So during the beginning part of my decision-making process, which in total was three weeks, it was three weeks from the time that we found out and I was seven weeks pregnant to 10 weeks when I had actually made a decision about something. It was a very long period of time, but at the beginning of it, I was definitely leaning more towards having an abortion and it's also just interesting because during that period of time we had decided beforehand before we ever found out that we were pregnant that dan was going to start working for me and helping me with i guess building my career and so it was like a lot of a lot of changes it was so many changes all at once and so i was like okay like i mean we can obviously have a child again in the future like we are fertile so is it's just a matter of is now the right time like that's really what it was because for me like Dayon really wanted to have this child I knew that I had the support I knew that we were in a stable relationship and like the possibility of breaking up over this wasn't wasn't a possibility like I just mm-hmm. I knew that no matter what he would support me in no matter what your decision was, yeah like I was it, here for you yeah so really what it was at the end of the day was is this the right time there were so many things to consider and I was considering one, my career and where it was at. And I kind of felt like, yeah, like there's a lot of room to grow. Like there's a lot of things that I want to do. Like last year we traveled a ton and like, that's just the first year. I also considered our financial stability and I definitely feel like I'm in a place where 
I could have a child right now and I feel very stable. So that wasn't really an issue for me. You always do kind of consider what other people will think and how your family will feel, how your friends will feel. I, I mean, I I didn't really even consider it just because I already knew that... Our parents were the first to find out. Yeah. Like, you told them immediately. Oh, I 100% skipped this part. Yeah. So before we, before we went to go look at the apartments, I was still in my days. And I really honestly was in this days for a couple of days. She, need, she needed her mommy. <laughs> yeah, I needed my mom. Like, I really felt... I mean, whenever I feel really sick or really awful or really sad, I always, always, always miss the comforts of home. And so that that next morning, the first person I told, besides Dayon, obviously, because who's there, was my mom. And so I FaceTimed her. I didn't even think twice about it. And, like, my relationship with my parents hasn't always been this open. Like, when I was in high school, it 100% was very secretive. And I was very scared of, like, trying to tell them anything that might upset them like me being pregnant and not married but probably but, in those times when you were concerned it would be an issue yeah because you were probably really young but i think all of those things made it and my, just my relationship with my parents has really shifted over the last couple years um to be a lot more open and honest and so all of those things i was like i know that no matter what like i just want my parents to know i want my mom to know and to like have her support like i wasn't scared at all of her being like, oh my god, like, how could you do this? Like, I can't believe you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And even if she did, I mean, it would be incredibly upsetting. But at the end of the day, I'd be like, okay, never mind. I can't talk to you. I don't want this energy in my life right now. And so I FaceTimed her and my dad wasn't home then. So it was just my mom. And I told her we're pregnant and I was crying so much mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do. And she was like, oh my god, how did you guys let this happen? But in like a joking, like, oh, like like stop crying kind of way yeah. and she was I was like I don't know what to do like I don't know like should I fly like I can I fly you up here like should I fly down to San Francisco like I just really needed like to kind of escape and be with my thoughts and she was like no like this is your decision to make like it's up to you and Dayon to decide and she was really good at like not giving her like what what she yeah, wanted I mean, she, like not influencing yeah. your like process because she all. didn't have and like an opinion real really yeah, yeah she didn't have a preference and i just i felt still very confused because i think a part of me wanted her to have an opinion which i'm very grateful now that she didn't but i just needed some kind of guidance from somebody that i like loved and trusted and that wasn't day on because obviously <laughs> i knew how he felt about it and so I'm, i'm really really grateful and she told me that she was going to tell my dad for me and to just keep her updated on whatever it, it was that we decided. So I didn't really talk to her for the next couple of weeks because over the next couple of weeks, I didn't really inform anybody. I didn't really even talk to Dayon because yeah. everything was happening in my head and I didn't want to flip-flop on people. I didn't want to be like, okay, today I feel like keeping the baby and today I don't feel like keeping the baby. Like it was just too much to bring everyone else on this ro emotional roller coaster with me. So she was like, just let me know when you decide. And I think they ended up calling me maybe two weeks later and at that point i was like going to go through with an abortion so i told them and they were like oh okay like i think my dad like said something like that it was that it was kind of sad just yeah. because it was a beautiful thing and like but no matter what like he respected my decision and so yeah i mean during that period of time i was just i was i also told so my parents the same as well because that's where i thought that we were really gonna head i thought that was the direction we were going yeah. so My mom was extremely excited for it and I had to just let her know like that this decision ultimately is ours to make and that's kind of where 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 I was at as well and just kind of giving you still your space to 
to see what you really want. We just kind of kept everyone at bay because I, I, I really didn't want to take everyone on this emotional roller coaster with me. And it really was up and down, back and forth for three weeks. And for most of it, I had decided that I wanted to get an abortion, especially in the beginning. And so usually when you're making an appointment, like you just call in to a clinic and you find one that will take you, give you an appointment. And usually that appointment is not immediate unless you're pretty far along. And me being seven weeks, I still had some time. So just a little rundown of kind of your options. There was either a medical or a surgical abortion and the medical would be me taking the pill, uh, which is, I think, probably one of the most common forms, and that you would take and kind of pass in your own space, so you would most likely be at home, and that you can only really do up to about 10 weeks. So I had made an appointment for the medical abortion, and that would have been at nine weeks. So from seven to nine weeks, like I, ha I essentially had two weeks to kind of decide, but then in the middle of it, as I was doing more research, I was kind of like, okay, as we're getting later, since I can't get an earlier appointment, I think I would actually be more comfortable with a surgical abortion, which is the most common version is the aspiration, which is also known as like the vacuum. And it sounds really scary, but it is slightly more effective and you leave the doctor's office knowing that it's 100% taken care of because you're there. Whereas with a medical, when you're taking the pill and you're passing at home, then there is a slight chance that it didn't take and that it didn't actually work. And so and that you need surgical anyway. And then that you would need surgical. And so I was like, I just, if I'm going to do it, like I need, I, I need to just no, because I don't want to, I want to kind of put myself through as little pain as possible. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, no, I'm going to cancel the medical appointment and make a surgical appointment. And that surgical appointment landed at 10 weeks. Um, and so with a surgical, you can go like anywhere from like four up to 14 or 16 weeks. And so for me, like I was like, okay, no matter what, you need to make a decision by that date. You can cancel your appointment if you want to. That is 100% up to you. But by that appointment date, you need to have made up your mind because if I didn't give myself a deadline, I never would have decided. This was your own inner monologue. Yeah, this was all <laughs> This was all me talking to myself and me just kind of like being a zombie around the house and not really doing anything because I was so nauseous during this period of time. Like that's the thing too. Like I was so nauseous. Yeah, I I couldn't look at screens. I couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't do work. I sitting up, laying down, walking, eating, not eating. Everything made me nauseous, and so I had a lot of time in these three weeks to like just not take on a whole lot of work and give myself this space, which I was really really grateful for because I also know that not everyone is afforded that opportunity, and it's a hundred percent crucial. And a big portion of that time. I will admit I did spend kind of trying to not think about it because I would Netflix a lot. But in the back of my mind, I was always, always, always thinking about, okay, like if we entertain this life or if we entertain this life, like what is it going to look like? As long as I had decided that I wanted to go through with an abortion, every single day I woke up with extreme anxiety. Like in my stomach, it hurt. Like I couldn't, it was like, it was like I couldn't do anything and I'd never experienced that before. I didn't really know what to make of it and I just figured that it was because I was going through this whole experience that it was inevitable because obviously it is creating a lot of anxiety and stress in my life and it wasn't until two days before my appointment date. So at this point, we're already in week 10. Two days before my appointment date, I woke up and I told Dayon like, I think that I want to keep the baby and I knew that if I told him that, that 
I, I had to be sure. Like, I was very careful with my words and what I was telling people during this period of time. And when I told him that, like, one, he was very excited. But it was also the moment that I'd kind of decided that all of my anxiety went away. And I think that that was just kind of my body and my gut knowing and me subconsciously knowing what it is that I wanted. And I think there was just so much fear. And so once I told him, I felt a lot better. Actually, during this period of time, I, I did tell like our some of our close friends and things like that and everyone was very very supportive and I mean if you're ever wondering what the right thing to do or say is is it's really just being there for your friend no matter what it is that they choose nobody in the, in that situation really wants you to impart what you think they should do there was yeah. one person that did did tell me when I told her that I had decided that I wanted to get an abortion she told me that's 100% like the right decision and I was like that feels weird like yeah, you that definitely kind of ruined the friendship I think too it, it was it, just it's yeah just a, it's just a really weird thing to say it was a weird thing to say because even though she was trying to support me in a decision that I had made it was really just not it didn't sit well with me because I'm like there is no 100% right decision exactly and so um, yeah, don't, don't your, do that. Yeah, you have to give your friend space to... Because, I mean, the situation is already so tough. Like, why why make it harder? You know what I mean? Like, let them let them make the decision that's right for them and support them in whatever whatever thought process they are going through. And not, like, blind faith where, like, like for instance, like, that's 100% the right decision. Like There's no such just, thing. Yeah, just be like, well, either way that it turned out, I'm here for you. Yeah. So. And I, mean, I think, like, like so many of thing. our, yeah, like, Dayan was, exa- like, did that really well, my parents, and, like, so many of, of our friends. friends. yeah, a lot so, of our friends. So, yeah, like, I had a really, really great support system. Yeah, so essentially, once I'd kind of entertained the idea of, okay, like, let's go through with this, and I told Dayan, and I, like, made it real in the world, because it wasn't just in my head. And to be fair, it wasn't just I woke up this one day, and I was like, okay, like, to be fair, I'd been entertaining this for a while, Um, But it wasn't until I spoke it that that anxiety went away. Mm -hmm. And the next day we decided that we were going to book an ultrasound appointment because I had, as I had mentioned earlier, we did drink and I always there's like while we were in New York. And so I was like, okay, but what if I had already caused complications to happen and I decided to go through with this and it just breaks my heart because like it's, it's not going to be like a healthy fetus, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, actually, I should have mentioned that we talked to a doctor immediately when we found out. Wow, there's so much that I skipped on that first day, but... There's honestly so many little details. I mean, there's even, there's even the moments where like, I was, I was under the impression that we were just going to go through with the abortion, that that was a decision that she wanted to make. And then there was times when she was like, oh yeah, sometimes I talk to it and go like, it's my blue, my blue baby. (laughs) And then I like literally break down in tears, but like try not to like show her because it was just like, well, it's very obvious that you're crying. It was so, I mean, it was just like very emotional and it's like, Yeah. yeah. It was hard. I honestly, yeah, I, I was kind of talking to the baby a little bit, or I guess it was a yeah. fetus at that point. It was the size of a blueberry. That's why she called it my little blue yeah. baby. And I was just like, oh my God. Because sometimes I would just cry and I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, it was but, tough for both of us. But then, yeah, so like when we saw a doctor immediately. And yeah, so we told we saw a doctor immediately when we found out because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, like, I don't know, tell me what, like, how do you go about your decision making process at this point? And she was like, make a decision as soon as possible. And 
if you want to go through with it, here are these contacts. And if you don't want to, then go get an ultrasound as soon as possible. So I'd already had the requisition to go get an ultrasound and I just held on to it in case I did want to. So yeah, when I had decided that I wanted to keep it a couple days before my appointment, I called all the different places on the ultrasound list and one place had an opening for that day. That's and when I knew, like, this is when all the, like, little signs started popping yeah, up. Yeah, dance very, I mean? <laughs> like, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. Yeah, I believe in that, like, everything does happen for a reason. Like, even just everything. I mean, the baby was, it was conceived on our two-year anniversary. Like, yes, and was. two is an important <laughs> number for me. There's a lot of twos and anyways, but. <laughs> we went to go get an ultrasound that day. He looked like a little gummy bear. And right after that, we called my parents. We called your parents, or we went over to your parents' house and we told everyone that we were keeping the baby and I canceled my appointment. I think like I had also decided that I was operating out of fear and that all of this, as I had mentioned before, is about timing for me. And I think I just had realized that there was so much instilled in me that was like, oh, like you have to choose your career or you have to choose family and like being a mother, whatever. And that's just a lot of like societal expectations of mm -hmm. you, but that has literally nothing to do with what I am actually capable of. And like, given the type of work that I do, it's very flexible. And there are a lot of women that have children and thrive and like continue to thrive in their work. And I just, I realized that I had a lot of preconceived notions of what being pregnant and what having a child at this age would be like it's because of hollywood man and but yeah well just because <laughs> of like society and what movies tell you and and i realized that a lot of it was fear-based and i was like i don't want to live my life like yeah, that it's either like continue continue doing what you already know or get involved in this like whole new quest of yeah parenthood and it just like and knowing me too like i have always kind of just been the person to take what life gives me and like throws at me and just go with it and make it work and I've been like that always and it just kind of felt it felt more me to listen to my gut and go through with this like next crazy big adventure than it was for me to operate out of fear of what might happen your gut tells you so much yeah my subconscious knew and I knew deep down what it is that I wanted but I had to talk myself through all of it to get there to that place and to be able to really listen to it because at the end of the day, the right decision for everybody is going to be very different. So by no means am I sharing my story and being like, yeah, so like at the end of the day, like you should 100% go with it. Like there's no 100% right answer, wrong answer. Like it's really up to you, your partner and your just situation. what, yeah, your situation, like all of those things need to be accounted for. And to just be given that space is such a privilege to be able to decide for yourself what feels right for you. Yeah, everyone's experience and like reasoning for which direction they go or choose is completely like their own and you can't like, you can't judge it. It's, yeah, I don't like judge so anyone many, for Yeah, there's so many hard. factors behind it. It's, it's a very big one, very difficult decision for sure. Yeah. And I never would have anticipated that it would have been this hard because mm -hmm. I think like before we had, we had talked about kind of like okay what would happen if we were in this situation and I was like yeah I think like I think at this point now because we're in a committed relationship I would keep it and I like would say that with like a lot of confidence and it really wasn't until I went through that experience that like you know you don't know what your brain is gonna pull out of the woodworks I didn't know that I was gonna come from a place of fear or like things like that I never mm -hmm. could have predicted that 
and also that's the thing you can't predict any of like how until you're fully in that situation yeah. you can't really like plan like oh i'm gonna be like this when it happens but really it's like it's not at all no you think yeah. you're gonna react a certain way but you surprise yourself <laughs> <laughs> and i think what i also really appreciated about dayon just as a partner was that not once did we argue about our situation and i mean even though we our initial reactions and kind of how we felt about it were different. He was very respectful of what I needed. And so never once did he like pressure me to like, okay, like, have you made a decision yet? Or like, how do you feel about this? And I didn't ever feel like if I made a decision one way or the other that we would break up or that I would jeopardize our relationship. He was very clear with telling me that whatever my decision was, was his fate and that it was something that he would accept. and being able to operate and make a clear decision for me from that space was so incredibly helpful and i'm not gonna lie it was tough because like there was moments where like i wanted to like put my hand on your stomach and be like <laughs> you know what i mean or like something but then i'm like if i do that that like brings attention to it in a way that i don't want to put that pressure on yeah. you because like i already know how like how much you were going through mentally and i think like it wasn't my place to make it even harder for you yeah what i what i what i could have done was just or what i did do was try and make it as easy as possible get your mind off it if that's what you wanted to do and just and just continue just going off of going off of what you want if you want to talk about it then i was there to talk about it yeah. if you didn't then i tried to like really really be sensitive to your emotions and not make your decision any harder than it was yeah because so. now like actually thinking about it for you to really be able to control your emotions for three weeks is incredibly that's a big difficult. ask for someone yeah, like me that's i know a, actually because yeah now i'm thinking about ask. it yeah oh i love you, I love you too, baby. It <laughs> but, was, it was, yeah i mean i'm so happy at the end of the day like yeah. no matter what you decided but like yeah and I mean, like, that's the thing is that if if I didn't go through that process, I wouldn't have known how much I wanted to keep the baby. Because once I decided, I really decided. And I was like, I fucking want this. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's also why, like, when I had mentioned earlier, like, I'm not afraid of my child growing up and being like, oh, my God, like, it was hard for you. Like, you weren't so happy when you found out, like, it's it's unrealistic to expect. I mean, for some people, like, when, you know, you're trying really hard to have children, you know for sure that you want it. Like, that's a very different experience from our experience. And for me, like, once I had decided that I wanted to go through with it, I was like, this is everything. It's something that we really wanted at yeah. that point. It's like we knew that that was... That, that was, was what we wanted, we wanted 100%, to go, so. yeah. At the end of the day, this baby's going to be extremely loved, and we are so excited to meet yeah. him. So, like, everything before that in regards to, like, our thought process, I don't think that should affect anything in regards to how much love our baby is receiving yeah. or anything. So. But it, it, it has, like, going through this process did make me think a lot about, you know, like, people talk about abortion all the time, and, I mean, actually, maybe not all the time, because it is still quite taboo, but I think that... It really forced me to think about what is the difference between like a fetus and a baby. For me, the way that I see it, it's once it's once you mentally shift in your mind what it is that you want it to be. I feel like after go going through this process, every person's emotions and how you're gonna take it and how you're gonna experience it, it it's so incredibly personal that I, it's just like ridiculous to me that other people you know making laws and things like that can pass judgment on some on something that is so personal and so for me like that shift of like fetus to baby was mental for me 
And so, like, I know people that have gone through with abortions quite late in their pregnancy and because they weren't in a good place to go through with it. And that's 100% their decision. And even if it was further along than when mentally for me, I was like, this is my baby, then I would never say like, oh my gosh, you're killing a life form because Mm -hmm. for them, like, they didn't mentally feel that way about it. And so I don't know if I'm making sense, but I really have just come to the realization that there is no after this week or after, you know, like, it's really just up to the person that is carrying what they're ready for yeah like what what they're ready for yeah and so it's really interesting just going through this process and one finding out how many people have gone through it abortions before oh Um, yeah how many people actually like a lot of my close friends that i never even knew like just started coming out with support and like and then also their own experiences which i feel normally would be like quite secret secretive for them and Mm -hmm. i think it's i think it's not something that's so rare it's not and it's i think that I think that a lot of people do feel really, really alone when they do find out and that they, if they do decide to go through the process, but everyone feels so differently about it. And I think that respecting somebody's personal process and their own feelings towards it is what we should all do. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me. Like there are laws that are created around it when it has literally nothing. Are those laws actually still like implemented? Is that a thing? I think in In some places, in some places. So that is so insane to me. And like, we're also just so, so fortunate because there are, I've I've heard of many experiences too, where people do want to keep it and then it ends in a miscarriage and things like that. So there's still, you know what I mean? There's still like, that was definitely my, yeah, that was definitely one of my biggest fears because you're opening your heart up, you know, like you're allowing yourself to want something and if it doesn't happen and it's still honestly it's still a possibility like i mean i don't want to talk about stillbirths because it's so sad but it's you never know Mm -hmm. and yeah i i was really scared when i made the decision to keep the baby that i was like okay what if i decide that i want to and i know that my whole heart wants this and then it gets taken away from me and i was like i don't know if i can like go through with that type of pain and i think that is also kind of where my fear operated from as well i knew that if i was going to love this baby i was going to fucking love it yeah 100% and so it's it's really scary to like open up your heart in that way because we'll probably we'll probably love this baby more than we love each other i know which is crazy right i know <laughs> an experience i was like so in the moment like we found out we were pregnant i'm like i'm so ready to love this thing yeah and like yeah it didn't to me it didn't matter like when they're like oh do you want a little boy or a little girl and i'm like really i don't care like i, I just, just want to love i just want a healthy baby that i can like love and just, you know what i mean like i don't care if she is a boy or girl so before we go we have a couple questions from my followers on instagram and for the future i will be asking for questions on every topic so that we can kind of do a little q a at the end of every episode so make sure that you follow me at your girl means i will also be asking on means and deans you can follow us there as well and then dan's is dan's day off, day off. <laughs> so the first question is to what extent did you consider dan's emotions and feelings that's a question for you yeah i mean i definitely a hundred percent took it into account in that if he had felt like he didn't want the baby then that would have been a big indicator to me that like okay if you go through with this you're probably going to go through this alone your relationship might also not make it like there it, it would have been a lot of factors to consider so i 100 percent took into account what he was feeling and because he felt positively about it then i was like okay i'm in a safe space to decide whatever it is that i want to decide it's it's up to the person that's carrying really like how much you want to take into account another person's feeling because at the end of the day like it is your body and i think that it's it's all things to consider but 
ultimately at the end of the day, even though people do say that it's our decision to make, it really ultimately was my decision to make. And I feel very firm about that. Like I said, like I was very grateful that Dayon also felt that way as well. Like as the partner, like you should be really supportive no matter what the other person is going through because it is their decision. And I think a friend of mine told me like one of her situations where um, a guy was like, I want to keep it. And if you go through with the abortion, like I, I may resent you and that's my right. But I feel like that is just kind of unfair because for her going through like such a big decision and something that is ultimately her decision. And for her, she, she went through with the abortion and then he actually completely disappeared, which I think is, is horrible. I think that's like, I don't know. You do have your right to like your own emotions, but I think it's, it's already someone is going through something so tough. Like don't make it harder for them. Don't make them feel guilt or regret or things like that. Like I think it's 50, 50, you know, like I made the baby as much as you did and we have to go through it together no matter what decision you make. I think it's just such a tough situation, so. And I think it also, I mean, I feel like that kind of reaction to the situation maybe doesn't take into account all of the things that, you know, like the reality of actually raising a child together, you know, like the reality of what this person is going to go through in the next nine months to carry. Like there are so many things to consider outside of just financial or support or love. Like, having a child is really not something that should be taken lightly i feel like emotional support is like should be just number one for me when i heard that i was like wow that is so tough next question have you talked about having kids beforehand definitely talked about having daughters a lot yeah i guess because i don't know why my mind always went to it's because girl names are so much easier to come up with so girl names also like me braiding a girl's hair yeah i just feel like you would be such an amazing father to a daughter but i mean honestly to a son too but like there is a side of you that's like this very like feminine warm energy that i just was would love to see you nurture a daughter but i mean we did we did talk about it for sure we talked about you know like if it does happen like how would we feel and i mentioned that that does not correlate with when it actually happens but i think that when you are seriously dating somebody it is important to talk about things like marriage family like the possibility of kids like things like money like Parenting all of those styles things as well I yeah think. like, like we, what kind of like what kind of lessons would you instill all of those things are really important i mean like we spend so much time together that. that eventually we like get bored of talking about regular shit that we just start talking about dumb stuff like this <laughs> <laughs> i mean at a bare minimum i feel like if you're in a serious committed relationship that is heading in the direction of something more serious like kids or marriage then you should definitely talk about whether or not you want that in general because it actually surprises me so much how many couples don't talk about those things and then it Mm -hmm. comes as a surprise when one person doesn't want to have kids and the other person does because that might be a huge deal breaker and it's like if that's where the relationship is heading then like what do you do at that point because love is not enough you know like yeah there's a lot of things you need to consider at that point yeah so we definitely talked about it (laughs) it's funny how much we actually do talk about the future because like before having a baby we would talk so much about having kids and then now having a kid we're talking about high schools i know (laughs) because we've already covered all the immediate topics that i'm like hey like should we send them to public school or private school (laughs) yeah like obviously having a baby is so cute but like i like always want to know like what are they going to be like as a full-grown adult yeah i think we say that to our our friends and they're like well guys like i mean he's not even born yet yeah Yeah. but i feel like we've just full-on discussed everything else and obviously, like, I mean, everything as in everything we think that, child, like, young parenthood is going to be like. But, 
yeah, I feel like we just discussed everything that we've moved on to high school years, <laughs> to adulthood. Yeah. The next question. This is the last question. Did you feel pressure to get married after finding out? My mom, she was like, you guys need to get married. I think like, she's the only party that really... Was like kind of pushing She's the it. only one that mentioned marriage, which was interesting. Your dad mentioned it. Did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he asked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he asked. But I think he was just more curious than he was like, okay, now you guys have to get married. Whereas your mom was a bit more, okay, like, but when's the wedding? Like, we're get, you're, get, you're yeah, getting she married, was, right? She was pushing like, a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is a great segue because this is going to be what our whole next episode is going to be about. It's going to be all about why we decided to not get married before having a child, having, like, a super rushed wedding and just like our views on it in general. So that will be super fun. Make sure that you subscribe, download, I don't really know. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would Share be amazing. Share to your friends. Yes, all the things that you would do to engage with a podcast. We appreciate all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great night or a good morning, whatever it may be. <laughs> Everybody, bye. bye. <laughs>